welcome to episode 198 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Automation is a tool that takes businesses from drowning in admin to serenity. That's its main purpose. And the bottom line is that many tools are better at getting stuff done. That's a repeating process. Tools are much better at doing that than humans. And that goes right back through history. In today's episode, we're talking about being more human with automation. I've got a fabulous guest today joining me to talk about this subject, KPC. Let's get on with it right now. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and, and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 198 of the Confident Live marketing show as we march up to episode 200. In fact, we've only got one more show before that big event. And as I said last time, last week, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a, a holiday. So just to warn you, the, the idea is we'll have episode 199 next week. And then after that, what I'm going to be doing is some audio only uh, extra episodes on the podcast. So if you haven't come across the podcast, you need to go to iag.me forward slash podcast, iag.me forward slash podcast, and you can follow and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. So it is time to bring in my guest for today, who is the fabulous KPC, who is a world-leading email marketing automation expert with ninja active campaign skills, years of email consultancy practice, and a lifetime of teaching experience. She's the founder of Slick Business and runs the Active Campaign Academy. Welcome to the show, Kay! There we go. As the crowds die down, I know. Calm down, crowds. I know it's it's exciting to have Kay here. Welcome to the show. So you're dialing in from uh, sunny Cornwall, and we met back in uh, November last year, and it was great to see you because I've seen you. I've seen you around on on the socials, and I whenever I do a little search for Active Campaign, Active Campaign is email marketing software. We can talk a little bit more about what that is, but. Every time I was searching for a question about it, your name popped up always. And then I joined your Facebook group. Just love what you teach there. So how did you get into all of this, Kay? You know, because I mean, Active Campaign has not been around forever. It's not been around um, for the whole of your life. How did you get into this? I'd love to know. It definitely hasn't been around for the whole of my life. Like literally the internet wasn't around then. Um, <laughs> or computers for that matter. <laughs> so. So how did it all happen? I started out as a teacher. Uh, so I was a trained teacher and did that for a while. Um, and then I had kids. And then in my what mid-40s, I was hanging out after school, on, after the school run with my friend Melissa Love, who runs the marketing fix in the design space. And at this time, I hadn't, I hadn't seen under the hood of a website. I'd never heard of Active Campaign, nothing. And literally, Melissa looks at me over the table and says, you seem like a smart person, and I can't find anyone to come and work this bit of software for me called Active Campaign. Would you want to run at it? And I said, hmm, okay, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. And 
what happened was it just turned out to be my happy place. Um, automation and email marketing sits in this sort of sweet spot where it's very human and it's about communication, but it's also about uh, problem solving. It's like picking away at a puzzle. Um, it's also great for people who like efficiency because if you're kind of lazy and you want stuff to be done on autopilot, that really works in there as well. So it just really suited me like, you know, duck to water. And then Melissa started hooking me up with other people who needed more help with Active Campaign. The demand was there. What can I say? I ended up teaching a lot of people how to use Active Campaign. And here we are, what, five years later on. And I live and breathe automation with Active Campaign to make email marketing work better for people. I don't honestly know what I would have been doing otherwise. So thank you, After School Spanish Club, for bringing that conversation to me. Isn't that amazing? I love to hear stories where people have found would you describe that as your purpose or it's something that definitely excites you? It's something that is, that it's the right place for you. This is the right thing for you. So much. It's like Mm. a meeting of unicorn potential and and the (laughs) need for the unicorn. Honestly, I don't, the serendipity is astonishing to me and the privilege of having that happen in my life at, at a later stage in life. You know, I'd already done raising my kids, life stuff had happened I thought I was going to, you know, just sit around in Cornwall not doing much. And here I am and I get to speak to people all over the world every day and and work with them on their amazing businesses. It feels like a huge privilege and a huge piece mm. of serendipity to me. I mean, that's exciting because I think some people, we're, we're not going to talk about this today, but I, I, I've been feeling this for a while. That This is a topic that I want to bring us some guests to talk about, which is there's this mistaken view that, you know, business or running your own businesses for people in their 20s and 30s and, and if you're in your 40s or your 50s you, you're almost like well you, you you had your chance that's it but it's so missed wrong it. you've you missed the chance I mean I feel I feel like now I'm starting to get somewhere <laughs> I feel like you know oh, me too me too I yeah. and for me you know I was disabled I'd had multiple bereavements in my family I had didn't have I hadn't worked full-time for over 20 years so this is not something I saw coming but it is something you have to be open to when it presents itself because it yeah. does require a lot of effort to push through that open door and make it happen as well. But yeah, definitely the possibility is, is there. And of course, it's a lot to do with confidence as well. And I, it sounds like with you that initially, at least, that that confidence didn't come from you. It came from an external person. And sometimes we need to have people in our lives who believe in the potential that we have and can push us in different directions. That's certainly been the case for me. And it's obviously been the case for you as well. Absolutely. And, that, and that's something I'm very interested in passing on as well. I've found myself now doing that for other people where you see the potential and you point yeah. them in the right, the right direction to say, this is a possibility. Did you know about this? You can do this. Mm. Well, absolutely. So if you're if you're watching or listening, if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s or 70s, you're feeling a little bit fed up or low, you can do it. There's definitely so many people that I'm speaking to now who are starting later on in their lives and doing mm-hmm. some really cool and exciting things. So we'll come back to, to that uh, in the future. But first of all, I just want to say, although I'm a massive Active Campaign fan and user and K obviously is. If you don't use Active Campaign, don't worry, this is still going to be really useful for you because we're going to be talking about automation in general. We might, we might get a bit specific. So first of all, Kay, what is automation when it comes to our business? Can you give us some examples and how can that actually help us? I started out with automation as what I think of as a generalist, which was looking at how can tech solve the everyday problems in a business 
in order to free up their time to enable them to give some brain space and energy to email marketing. That's where I started out because there's this huge barrier in many, many businesses, which is that you are drowning in admin and daily tasks and just stuff that has to get done. And if you can't get yourself out from that, you don't have a chance really of reaching that serenity point where you're gliding along like a swan on the surface and able to spare more of your energy, your attention and effort for the strategic, interesting and human things in your business. So for me, automation is a tool that takes businesses from drowning in admin to serenity. That's its main purpose. And the bottom line is that many tools are better at getting stuff done. That's a repeating process. Tools are much better at doing that than humans. And that goes right back through history. Okay. If you want to get a kettle boiled, you use a kettle that switches itself automatically off. You don't rely on a human to remember and go back because if we do that, we end up with uh, boiled dry pans and stuff like that. And it's a very trivial example, but you get my point, which is that humans, you've been using tools pretty much forever. Digital tools are just an extension of that. And it's because tools are better than humans at doing things repeatedly and doing things without needing a human to supervise them. Okay. So it's, for me, automation is about liberating your time so that you can give that time and human energy to other things that are much, much more interesting and fun and exciting. That's a really good way of describing automation. So for, for businesses who are just starting looking at automation, what are some examples that you could give that we could look at doing? That's such a great question because it starts always with the easy wins. You can't get on to doing bigger automation and more complex stuff until you free up some of your time and get away from the feeling of being deluged by these manual daily tasks that you're having to do. So there are some really easy wins in automation land. One of the ones that's become really commonplace now, but I'm still seeing businesses not adopting, is using a scheduling tool to do your calendar management. So for example, Calendly, it's the market leader on this. There's Acuity as well. But these are fantastic tools that allow someone else to book into your calendar, tell everyone what's going on, Anyone on either end of it can independently schedule or reschedule or cancel that appointment. You can define all sorts of boundaries around it, and then you can hook it up to your video conferencing tool, Zoom, or whatever it is you choose to use. So it's this wonderfully fluent process that's very easy to access and that serves people on both ends. So it's serving the person who's making the appointment and the person who is delivering the appointment as well. So it's a win-win all round. Everybody loves it. That's an easy place to start. So do you have Calendly yet, Ian? Yeah. In fact, I just saw just before we started, my monthly subscription has just come out. So I've been using Calendly for years and it's part of my system. So I mean, tools like Calendly have worked really well. I've gotten a little bit geek and used tools like Zapier and, and If This Then That. And, uh, and I, I love tools like that. But isn't there a dark side to automation? You know, I, I'm kind of old enough to remember the the automated DMs on Twitter and I get the the out- outreach emails asking me, I can't even remember. I just, I lose the will to live when I see these kind of emails. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit, because before we get on to the human side of things, I think we need to kind of maybe talk about that. So there was a dark side to, um, to it. And what, what's your view on that? And does it not give automation a bit of a bad name? I think you could say that about any tool that humans can use. If you put the tool in the wrong hands, then people will do bad things with it. 
that's true of everything and digital tech is no different to every other thing that humans have created and invented through their history. Bad people do bad stuff with whatever you give them. I think the benefits and advantages of automation so vastly outnumber that though, right? There are a lot more good people in the world than there are the baddies, the, the skanky spammers who are sending stuff like that. I think it will be interesting to see how AI plays into this, but actually on the whole, I think that this is an even more of an opportunity to lean into your humanity. And what interests me most about automation is that it literally gives you the time and energy to do that. It's a liberation. Yeah, I think I love what you just said, that liberation, because all of us have only got a certain amount of energy. I spoke to somebody earlier today who's got ridiculous amounts of energy. Uh, and it, I just uh, thought, oh, I can't do as much as that person. But then I realized, actually, with all the the processes and the automation that I've got in my business, I am able to do a lot more than other people. And I think that yes. is so important. And you're so right about tools can be used for good and bad. But what we must never do is just because a tool can be used badly doesn't mean that it is bad. It's, it's yes, so we should not, uh, you know, automation isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it's a very positive thing. Um, I can see Melissa is saying, I have separate email addresses for endless LinkedIn messages. But you can actually use automation to uh, to counteract that. That's why That's filters exactly what, yeah. filters and email are great. So I never see any of these because I've got That's, all the filters set up. Yeah, so. That's an automation. You're using um, a tool. So, and, and that's a really good example of how automation should work, right? How do we decide what to automate? That started, that thing that you just said, too many LinkedIn cold call messages coming to your inbox. It starts with a pain point. The pain that you're feeling allows you to make a plan. How can I fix this pla this pain? Then you can build a process that will solve that pain. And you do that by looking around at what tools you have available. Maybe you've already got something like a filter in your email inbox system. So you already have the tech to do that. You just haven't used it in that particular way. You build a process, watch it do its thing, rinse and repeat or relax and repeat mm. because now you don't have, you don't have to think about it anymore. Wow. Love that. Love that. So I'm already excited. I knew I was going to be excited about this conversation. And one of the things that I've realized is, you know, I, I'm, I'm a geek. I, I love technology. I love automation. I love creating it. But sometimes I can get so into it that I forget about the human. And I, I will admit, I thought it was, I didn't necessarily think it was a great idea, but I just thought it was a really cool idea that if somebody followed me on Twitter back in the early days, we're going back like 12, 13 years ago, maybe even longer. When somebody followed me, I would then get an automated message sent to them saying, hey, thank you for following me. Like I think about that and I cringe. What a stupid idea because just because you can doesn't mean you should. And right. it's <laughs> right. Tech so, should have the human need. That's the and that's, so that's what I want to, to ask you about. The question that I get asked, and, and I got asked this a few times before when I was talking about this show coming out, which was, doesn't automation put a barrier between us and our audience? How can that make us more human? And I have to admit, it, it, this is still something that I, I still hold on to. So yeah. what's your answer to that? Okay, I hear you. And I'm going to describe that as a fallacy, but I don't mean that in an insulting way because I think it's a very natural um, position to take in respect to automation. But I think it's completely the opposite of what actually happens in reality if automation is used to make your life easier, which is what it should be doing. So automation can fill 
a number of needs. Its job is to remove some pain. And that pain could be effort. It could be errors. Because when humans do stuff, we get stuff wrong all the time, right? So automation can remove errors. It can remove cost in time and money. And it can remove frustration. Now, in modern humanity right now, our culture, we are frustrated. We are time poor. We are often made to feel a bit stupid because we can't work something. Automation, if it's doing its job, should be removing at least one of those pain points. Now, when you take frustration away, you take the time pressure away, what does that do? You're enhancing the space in which you can deliver your high value, incredible human touch. So automation used well does the exact opposite of creating barriers. It's actually removing barriers to human connection um, and communication. Mm. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's not the tool that is the issue. It's how people approach and use the tool. So I, I can get on board with that. But we talked about filtering email addresses. That's where automation, no brainer as far as I'm concerned, Calendly or some scheduling tool. Again, no brainer. Sending emails out to a segmented list. Again, no brainer. Where it gets a little bit muddy in my mind is, for example, Facebook Messenger bots or something where I I think what I'm thinking here is when the automation is human facing. So if it is sending an automated message to somebody. And again, I can see ways where that would be good. Like, for example, I think I bought a product, but actually I didn't. I I got distracted and it's still in my shopping cart and I get an automated message, an abandoned cart message. But but do do you see what I mean? There's like, there's a muddy area, gray area here uh, when it comes to the human facing thing. Yeah. Now I think, again, many people consider automation to be an either or. You either automate it or you do it manually. But there's this amazing, wonderful richness in the greys in between where you do a blend, a hybrid, a mix of automating the repetitive bit and then using your human touch on the bit where it matters. So I'm going to try and give you an example of that. So say someone lands in my messenger inbox, they don't get an automated reply. But what I do have is a whole selection of things stored that are the answers to frequently asked questions. I have them stored in a thing called Text Expander. And Text Expander allows me to type maybe maximum three or four characters on any device that I own. So I could be waiting to pick up my kid from band practice, sitting in the car or I'm at Tesco or whatever. I can type in just a few characters and it's going to unveil this paragraph of really rich information. And I can then add my human touch to that which is the bit where I communicate with the actual person who's asked me a very specific question. So it's not either or, it's no, a hybrid. That, and that's where that's, the real magic happens. Yeah. You can use automation to just tap you on the shoulder and say, dude, you forgot to do this. Or three weeks after an appointment, remember you were going to follow up with so-and-so and here's the link and here's what they said in that call. It's like cloning yourself or serving future you as well. So automation can serve you, not just your customers. The core business. If it's just you or you've got a very small team, yeah. there's only so much you can do. And ultimately, we should be focusing on the stuff that we're really good at. And you might enjoy doing lots of stuff, other things, but it's probably not a good use of your time. And so I'm at the moment 
working on my processes. So, and I think in a sense, that's kind of partly what you're saying, but also templates. So I'm constantly sending the same kind of emails. So I've, uh, I'm not using text. So I do use text expander and I love text expander. The only problem I have with text expander is I forget what the shortcuts are sometimes. There's a thing you can do to bring up a list of the shortcuts. I will have to talk to you about what, yeah, what do you do? Yeah. What, what, oh, what is that like? Com command backslash. Okay. So I need to remember that. Okay. That's good. And I've probably got too many, but, but there's that, there's processes. What are your top tips and tools when it comes to automation? So I asked you this question a little bit before, but I'd like to get maybe a bit more into the nitty gritty. We can get a little bit geeky now. And I'd love bit. to know kind of what are the things that excite you or that really make a big difference in your business or maybe in some of your clients' businesses. I'd love to know some, okay. of, some of those things. Yeah, I mean, I, there, I could talk all day about this. I will try and keep it on point. <laughs> I think every business has a different set of needs for automation. It's a really wide range. And one of the things that I've found the richest in running my Active Campaign Academy is getting to have one-to-one -one conversations with people to really talk about what is going to solve the specific pain point that they have right now in their business. So I think it always has to start with noticing what's causing you or your customer pain, thinking, what could I do that would make this pain go away? And then creating that process and letting it do its thing. That's the biggest tip I can give you really is that that's how you think about automation. And then everything else follows from that. Some of my favorite tools for automation, many of them are absolutely simple and can be done with any email marketing software, like showing someone their email address in the email when you send it to them. Because you know how we all have multiple inboxes and you go to log into something or go to buy a product, you can't remember which email address you use to log into them. No idea. So just a simple thing like being aware of that and showing them their email address is a little bit of syntax you type in there and it reveals their email address. Great. You've taken a pain point and frustration away from that person. Likewise, you can pre-fill things. If you're sending someone an email and you want them to go fill out a form, do not make them type their email address in again. Nobody likes that, right? Who has time? So you can pre-fill things using URL links. That bit is super clever. It's quick to learn and you can do it in any email marketing platform. What other favorites do I have? For me, the ones that really excite me are the ones that allow you to deliver that incredibly rich human touch. So Bonjuro is a very exciting tool for me. It is an app that lives on your phone and you can use it to send a completely personal video to someone at any given moment that you choose. And Bonjuro has this incredible integration with Active Campaign. So in Active Campaign, I'm going to give you a solid example here. I have my Active Campaign account watch to see if people are visiting my sales page for the academy. Okay. So you can do that using site tracking in active campaign. It's just watching. And it's like this benign spying. Okay. Very clever. And it's in everybody's interest. There's nothing skanky going on. Every, everyone's being nice people here. So it watches to see how many times you visit the sales page. If you visit three times within a certain space of time, there's a little automation that fires off that goes to Bonjuro, sends a little message to Bonjuro and says, okay, tell Kay to send a personal video to this person. And I get a notification on my phone that not only tells me who this person is, where they live, roughly, you know, not completely stalking them, what they've been interested in before, how long they've been in my audience, what their business name is, if I know that, gives me all sorts of context right there and then on my phone so I can send them a personal video from wherever I am. Now, the sense of connection that that unleashes is, there's no way you could replicate that with pure automation. It's the hybrid model that makes that work. 
Mm, yeah, Bonjour is a great example of that because it's, as you say, it's using that automation of the technology, yet it uses something that's very kind of unscalable, which is recording a personal message. And I love that because it, when I think about it, I think surely like, if I send a personal message to somebody, like, oh, I, I see you live in, in Cornwall and, and you like cheese like me, that, that would freak them out. I don't know why I said cheese, but I was thinking of something random. But that would freak them out. But but it doesn't, for me, it make it just um, smile and, and it think, oh, wow, that's really cool. It's something it lovely about so it. For sure. It mm. makes you feel so special and so seen and heard. Yeah. And that's that's what we're craving. I was just going to say about uh, replies to emails are similar. If you reply as a human to an email that's come into your inbox, people are just blown away by the fact that that's not just a, an auto reply. If you can make the time to do that and text expand is a tool that will help you do that because you can save some stuff and get phrases out but still make it completely personal that's true and it's, it's funny when i send my email newsletter people feel almost shy they don't want to reply because they think i'm not going to read it or i'm not going to reply but i i always try and reply if i don't reply it's because something's gone wrong and i've, I've lost it or i've got distracted but i always try and reply and people are like <laughs> shocked almost that i have replied oh my goodness i didn't expect a reply from you well why have you sent me an email but you know it's 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 funny so, you know i did have someone once complain in my facebook group that they'd received a robotic auto reply from me and i was like yeah that was me like for real yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. it made me think this is another reason we need to lean into the humanity because actually, if we talk about Cornwall and cheese and surfing and whatever it is we know about this person, if you feed that, you're mirroring back to them. They know for definite that you are not Robo-K. It's actually real K. <laughs> Robo-K, that's funny. Melissa says she's lost the plot. So don't worry. I think with all of these things, with automation, and Kay would agree with me here, you know, you've got to start simple and build wow. it up over time. I think you're talking about here, Melissa. So she says, uh, use filters, but prefer to delete as I scroll through emails. So there's no right or wrong way of, of doing your emails. For me personally, I get so much rubbish and clutter. It makes me stressed. And I don't, a stressed Ian is not a good it's not a good thing. So what I try and do is I've set up all these filters. So I only see the emails that I need to see. And that makes me feel happy. And most of the time anyway. So that's why I do that. But if that works for you, Melissa, going through and deleting as you scroll through. And of course, the, the only downside with automation, like filters and things is sometimes I can get, get it wrong. And this actually happened. So when I was asked to speak for the first time at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, the email from Mike Stelzner went into it got got filtered away so i didn't see it <laughs> and so he had to send me a facebook message thank goodness he did because if i yeah. if, if he'd given up so like do check your automations that's that's a, t a top yeah, tip for was, me. That was, that was going to be my uh, the next on my top tips list is test all the things you, you can't mm. automation is fantastic but it does break sometimes so even when something has been working steadily really really well some tech guy on the back end will have done something one day and it will stop working <laughs> because that's just how it rolls. So you do want to keep an eye on any automation that you create. You know, go and make yourself a Calendly appointment. Do the things and it's like you have to put a pretendy customer hat on and go and pretend to be the customer. And then you see things really differently. And if you do that, that tests your automations is a very smart thing to do. I actually have a little army of, of test contacts. They're all called Horatio because 
there just aren't that many Horatios and I'm sorry if it's called Horatio and you're listening to this right now. All of my crash test dummies are called Horatio and it means if I see one of them, I know it's just me testing something and everyone in my world and in my academy knows if they see Horatio Bellows turn up in their system, that's me, that's Kay testing something. So it's really important to have those contacts and actually look at it from the inbox end as well with email marketing. I love that, the Horatio. I, I've, you've given me an idea because I've done that in Active Campaign, and I think I've called myself like Ian 2 or Ian 3. Oh, that's that's, that's no, rubbish. No, no, so no, no, no. I, Go, testing I need to come up with a special face. name. Yeah, testing McTest face. I, I can't <laughs> fix any of the silly ones. Every now and again, this comes up in my Facebook group and we have a discussion about what everyone's current range of test nets are. They're always the most popular, popular posts in there. That's funny. Well, if you're watching or listening, tell us what your your uh, test name is, because I've never thought about that. But I'm going to have to have to start thinking about what that's going to be. And so we're almost out of time because I am trying to be good. And we are trying to make these episodes a little bit shorter, more punchy. And you've definitely helped us, Kay, think a little bit more about this. Just final thing, active campaign. This is going to be a difficult question. I, di I didn't um, I didn't warn you about this, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Do if you. what why do you love active campaign so much you can give us maybe one or two reasons but uh, what why should why should we look at active campaign and why do you love it so much active campaign is the biggest playground for automation for the price it costs on the light plan on the lowest cost plan you get unlimited automation unlimited integration unlimited custom fields tags and i know these are technical terms if you actually want to know what they are go visit my blog at slickbusiness.co i'll tell you what they are active campaign is a rarity in this space in that it doesn't put a fence around what you're allowed to do on the light plan on the lowest cost plan you can go for your life and you are limited only by your imagination and creativity and don't ever let anyone tell you that email marketing and automation is not creative it is the absolute definition of creativity if you don't think outside the box and do that wild blue sky thinking of what could I do with this amazing tech that's at my disposal? You're not using it properly, right? So it's enormous fun to use. It has its flaws like any other tool, but I can't see me moving away from it yet for a long time because it delivers so solid on automation and integration and just being an absolute delight for the processes that you can automate in there. That's a good answer. I'll I'll, let, I'll allow that. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I, I moved over to Active Campaign from Mailchimp about nine years ago, maybe, maybe longer. I don't know. And there was a lot of learning, but now it it powers so much in in my business. I mean, it powers my all my courses, membership, and everything. And it's just like it's amazing that it does all all of that. So I, I totally scope, yeah. The scope of what you can do in there is incredible, but it is a learning curve and. Yeah. This would probably be my final tip on anything related to tech and automation is you really need to take the time, find the time, make some time and know that you're going to need it to learn how to use the tech that you own. You're paying for the tech, or you bought a lifetime license or you're paying for it monthly, that that tech will be able to do stuff that you have not explored, like, like Ian not knowing the shortcut for the text expander thing to tell him what shortcuts there are. There will be stuff in there that you don't have on your radar and it's on you to go and learn to do that. And if you can find a great teacher, someone who's going to share tips into your inbox or on their social so you can sort of learn it by osmosis without too much effort, even better. But it, the onus is on you to go and learn how to use the tech and to figure out mm. 
what can, how can I get this thing or this collection of things? Because it's often more than one tool that you'll need. How, do, how can I put them together like a, a crazy jigsaw puzzle to solve this pain point that I've got? Okay, make the time to learn. So true. Make that time. And if you're struggling or if you just really find this kind of thing, you're not really into this, uh, but you know it's important, get some help. Depending on the type of automation that it is, get some help. And the other thing I would just add is with all of these processes and automations, record some videos of you setting up, you know, get some documentation. I don't always do this. Oh, oh. I'm starting to do that because the thing is, like, I forget what I did. So yeah, that's a, that's another thing to think yeah, about. Yeah, we could talk about that another time. Documentation is a whole other subject. Yeah, I know, I know. We, well, we, you're going to have to come back on the show. It's so funny because when we were talking uh, before, I was saying to you, Kay, there's so many different things that we could talk about. And, and so we had to pick one and that's what it was. And it's been a great subject. So I also wanted to say, like, so last episode, we had Phil Palin on the show. We were talking about creating a professional personal brand. And we we're talking about like the best practices here. I have to say, Kay, your personal brand, your branding, your website, your photography, everything about what you do is amazing. So you need to check out uh, Kay's website, which is at... Uh, slickbusiness.co. I, lo I love the photography and the the colors and everything and the font and all this kind of stuff. I'm geeking out, okay? But it's just and it and it really puts your your personality and your professionality all the way through. So check out slickbusiness.co. It is it is awesome. You've also got now where have I got it? I've got a little button. Uh, you were t telling me about this. So this is, well, tell, tell us about this. This is an accelerated active campaign thing. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a, it's a completely free course. It's a two-week introduction to active campaign. Um, and it's called Accelerated Active Campaign. And it does what it says on the tin. It accelerates you into active campaign. Because like a lot of these tech platforms, it's all these words knocking around like custom fields and tags and automation. <sighs> you don't know what they are when you come in. Active campaign onboarding, we'll try and teach you that. But honestly, save yourself the trouble. Just do my free training. It's actually really genuinely a lot better. Thousands and thousands of people have been through it. And here's the sweet spot is that it sits alongside the free two-week trial for Active Campaign. So if you want to kick the tires of Active Campaign, run my course alongside it. It is designed to sit right alongside. And even if you've been using Active Campaign for years, okay, Ian, I'm looking at you right now. You should go do that free training because there will be stuff in there that you have not found. You know, I said, make some time to go find what's in there. There is gold dust in there. There's some amazing toys to play with in Active Campaign that you will not know about, I promise. Okay, go find them. I have taken everyone straight to the best cookies in the jar for free because I love you and I want you to get the best out of Active Campaign. Oh my goodness, that's 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 uh, that's all my time gone. I'm looking forward to that because I, I love those little golden nuggets. So Imagine. if you're listening to the podcast, this is, I'll give you the link to this, it's slickbusiness.co forward slash accelerated dash active campaign. That's slickbusiness.co forward slash accelerated dash active campaign. Do check that out. Well, thank you, Kate. It's been awesome to have you on the show. So if people want to follow you on the socials, where do you tend to hang out these days and how can people find you? Uh, my favorite place to hang out, uh, LinkedIn. I'm doing more on LinkedIn. I'm learning to love LinkedIn, as many people are. And that's where we probably where I have the wider conversations around email marketing and the bigger sort of philosophical questions around humanness and automation. And then on Facebook, I run a free Facebook group for active campaign users called Automate Your Business with Active Campaign. And I also like Twitter. 
So you can find me there too. Yeah, any of those places. Basically, pretty much most of the places. So that's most awesome. That, that's great. Not necessarily dancing on TikTok, but you know, apart from that. No, no, no not no. yet. Well, this is not not yet. You never know. Don't don't ever say I, no to I'm things. I'm not dissing it. I'm not dissing well, it. No. Well, thank you, Kate. It's been awesome to have you on the show today. So that is it for this week. We've got one more episode next week, a little bit more about that later. But thank you so much for watching. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits to the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.